0: I just wanted to get on to do a little bit of a test. It has been a very interesting, very, very interesting past few months. I think the last time I recorded, I I don't even know. I know it was months ago, probably in March maybe, and life has been very busy. I had to take time to just pause I mean, I can honestly say that the title of this program or podcast, whatever is apropos Chronicles of Her because it is just interesting to just ponder at times whether I sit back and ponder or what I'm just in between doing things and just realizing like, you know, how your life just evolves as you are doing different things or involved in different things or going through different seasons of life, Um, you know, things happening expected, not expected and not so much. I don't think I don't know. Well, I know for me, I didn't realize it as i was younger like in my 20s or maybe even in my 30s but now that i'm in my like i'm in my mid 40s now and so it's like you know just being able to just like see as you're going through things how you are evolving and whether that be positive or negative (laughs) because evolving isn't always a positive thing and then when you see those negative things to be able to be like okay what do i need to do to change that around what things do i need to put in place and to also realize that just because you want something to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen quickly it may take a bit i think when we're younger we're more like oh we want to do this and that and you know quick 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 everything quick 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 but as you get older you realize that it's okay for things to happen at a slower pace it's okay to make progress at a slower pace because That's sustainable, especially if it's something that's going to have to sustain you for the rest of your life or something that's going to have to sustain you through a long season like parenthood, you know, that's, you know, decades, (laughs) you know, especially if you have multiple children, you know, at different ages, you know, that, you know, doesn't end for a while. And then after they become adults, then it doesn't end there, but you do, you go into a different role of parenting, Um, whether you have children with disability and you continue to be in that caregiver role and then you have children that you know are uh neurotypical and um and physically you know not doesn't don't have a disability physically or otherwise and they go out on their own and you become more of a mentor a soundboard and as they become uh parents themselves and now you become a grandparent and you know navigating that and and everything and so it's just like wow you know it's really interesting very very interesting but i am just even coming to grasp with like realizing that and as i said i really think it's something that happens as you get older i think if you're in your 60s and your 70s you probably have the same conversations in your head like wow i was this age and this happened and now I'm at this age I really you know if there are things I want to do I really need to do it because you know I'm in you know going towards that last chapter there you know so I don't have decades to I'm not in my 20s to say oh I have you know all this time to do it anymore you it becomes more of a priority and more urgent and even if it isn't immediately urgent it becomes something that you really realize that you know what I I don't have all this time and so if I'm gonna do this if I'm gonna do all the things that I have dreamt of doing have I even done any of them and I need to make plans to do that and then you have to work that around whatever you know you are in. as I said if you're in a season of parenting or if you're you know some you know grandparents are taking care of their grandchildren you know some people have children with disabilities and there's you know that's a continual thing um you know, or there's another thing, your parents becoming elderly and you having to step in and, you know, be more present, you know, with them or even caregiving for them. So that's a whole nother thing, you know, that happens. So it's like just sitting back and looking at that. And then one thing I realized, well, not one thing, but not that I didn't realize it before, but I think it hits to me, it has hit more strongly. Um, now that I'm in my family, the, I'm going to be 46 this year. (laughs) Oh God, halfway to 50. Okay. (laughs) So, um, is like when you're younger, you don't really, usually don't really deal with that a lot. And I don't think it, it kind of affects you the same way as it does when you're older. And because you realize that I, like you have been through seasons, you know that come back around it's not that you're in your 20s and you've never experienced this before this is your first time having a home or this is your first time you know you know engage and getting ready be married. you know you have been around you know around like the Sun goes around it comes back it, it's a continual rotation you have been here before <laughs> not just once but probably a few times and so it's like you can compare Notes in your within yourself to several times that you have been in this place, in this season, in this type of relationship, in this type of friendship, having to end the friendship or you know, put somebody a little further away outside of your inner circle because of it. It's just amazing. So it's been two months. (laughs) I just had to look it up. It's been two months and well, a little two and a half months, two and a half months. So the last time I posted was May fifth, and it is July twenty-second today. So two and a half months. So that means I posted after our finalization. So you, I don't. I'm pretty sure I said something about that, but I realized, as I said, as far as being okay with thing the process i think a lot of times and you know (laughs) i don't know anyone who enjoys the process and that process can be anything that process could be anything (laughs) building a business that process could be it could apply to anything because everything is a process especially if it requires you know a different version of you or it requires some sort of change or some sort of Um, Whether it be a change of rhythm, change of location, change of mindset, whatever. It's a process because it just doesn't happen like with the snap of a finger. Snap of the fingers. (laughs) Snap of a finger like you snap with one finger. (laughs) Anywho, so. I personally... I can't say that I enjoy the process because really, who knows? But I've come to respect the process and not be so insistent about it being finished and being done because I realize that the process does do a work. And if you let the process do its work and you don't rush it, that it sticks, whatever it is that you are working towards or whatever, it sticks because it ignites other changes in you that are needed, other realizations that are needed to put things in place, whether it be internally or externally or both, for you to be able to sustain whatever it is that you're moving towards or working towards. Um, Somebody could get divorced and then jump right into a relationship. That's not respecting the process because you need to process what happened process your feelings about it go through the process cuz it's not just one feeling you go through different things especially as you know you go through different you know seasons and when i say that i mean even if it's like chronological like you go through the year like oh it's christmas you're going to have feelings about what you all did during the holidays you know you're doing this that all these different things that that person is no longer a part of you want to deal with not Hide but or put under the rug, but you want to feel those feelings and process it. That's another thing that I have realized um, Not that I didn't realize it before but I realized the importance of it. I'll give an example. So I'm trying to remember the details of this but I was upset about something Wow, I can't remember now. I was upset about something and I didn't want like when you are feeling hurt or feeling pain or grieving something you don't necessarily want to deal with it you prefer to whether you go out and do something fun or you work or you you know whatever it is that you do to not deal with it we as humans I think tend to do that a lot the majority of the time. but what i have realized is actually sitting and dealing with that's what it was thank you holy spirit so my pet rat i um we have a pet rat we had three so the first one i got five years ago um for my daughter's third birthday the, all the pets I get because are really my pets, because the kids, you know, they like seeing them and everything, but, you know, they're not into them like that, so they, en- and he ended up in my room, because that's, there you know, that's just where <laughs> he ended up, um, and so um, then we got another one, which I thought it was a male, turns out it was a female, they said I can bring her back, but I'm like, I know what y'all gonna do if I bring her back, you know, they pretty much breed them for like snake food and stuff so i'm like yeah i'm not bringing her back (laughs) so i got her spade so that they wouldn't breed and um and then we kept her and so rats really their lifespan is two years so he at the two-year mark he deteriorated fast and he was gone you know pretty quickly after that two years she lasted three years and the only reason why she passed is because she had gotten her foot caught um i put some fabric down for her to be able to borrow in to be comfortable and her she of course ate holes into it and then her foot got caught in one of the holes and by the time i realized it um it had swollen so she had i think a blood clot in there and everything so that just went downhill from there um and then so after she passed um and the first one I took him in, but he was so far gone at that point that you know. And I didn't realize what they did when they, you, you know, when you do the euthanization for rats, they put the needle right in their heart because you know you can't find a vein, um, like you do with a you know dog or cat or a larger animal. And so I didn't realize that. So that I, I, that was I, yeah, I, I didn't like that. Um, when so when it was time for the female. Um, to pass I kept her with me um, and she passed right you know I had her lay in the bed with me and she passed right there and so I was there when she took her last breath um, and so when it came time then I got another one probably a month or two after she passed and that um, he lasted three years so um yeah or almost three years about three years and so i did not want them utilizing him because i didn't want you know him struggle with them trying to put a needle in straight into his heart and so i was hoping that he would quietly pass and he was so strong i mean his spirit was really strong he uh, came to a point where he could barely walk and but he made it outside of that thing to you know give trees and you know the one of the last days he laid his, you know, would come and lay across my hand. And so that was pretty sad because he, he liked pets. The other two, they came from um, the pet store and they were, you know, just mass bred. And, but this last one actually was um, bred by uh, a person. So, you know, he was handled as a baby and everything like that. He was purposefully bred for being a pet. And so he was a little different didn't like being picked up necessarily and all of that. He preferred to be in the cage, but he would come and let me rub his head and, and he would lick my finger and stuff like that. So when he, but then he was deteriorating to the point his spirit was so strong, like I don't want to see him deteriorate so much that it just is like, oh my god, he's just still trying to hang on. And it's like, so I'm like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have this. It's time, it's time. And so, what I liked about where we went is that they gave him the anesthesia gas before they did it. So, cause I did ask about that. So at least he would be sleeping. I wouldn't be aware of, you know, them doing the needle thing. And so, um, but that was very devastating for me because, you know, when any of my pets pass and then my I had lost our fish not too long before that, and then just before he, uh, past I found out that our neighbors cat and I remember that cat from the time I moved here I think I mean, he's always been around like he always would come on my deck or be in my yard And it's like dude, what are you doing here? So the past year? We've I've you know, he would come one time he was in my yard and I tried to p- pick him up and put him out and he's turn around and try to scratch me so I was like, oh, we are enemies. <laughs> Not enemies, but like, stay out my property. And so I would chase him off whenever I saw him, like on my deck and stuff. So in the past year, I mean, he's been, you know, so that was a while. I've been living here, like 14 years now. Um, yeah, I bought this house in 2007. So yeah, 14 years I've owned this home. And so, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and so, you know, he's older now. He was older and so more mellow. Um, and so I would, he would sleep under my hedges and I would see him and I would just say hi to him and just, you know, leave him be. And, or if I saw him outside, I would say hi to him and, you know, or if he walked by me, I would go to pet him or he would come up for me to pet him, you know? So it's like, you know, so we, we, you know, we were good. So I hadn't seen him and so I was like where is he and then I because I remember realizing as, as I was looking at him like wow well, he's getting old because um, his body condition wasn't the same as before and you know and I'm like yeah he's getting old Um and so when I didn't see him like usually because he's an outdoor indoor cat you know so I would always see him like no more than you know if I've been outside there's no more than you know a couple days or so would pass before I would see him, and so it's something that I would look forward to. You know, I love animals, and <laughs> we have what I call a pet squirrel. The squirrel comes, I put the bird seed out, he goes and he takes all this stuff that he wants, and you know, then leaves the rest for the birds. And or she, it's a girl. I don't see any cojones. And so I was like, you know, so it became part of my, you know, routine and, you know, everyday thing that I do, um, or see him. And so I would look for him. And so when I didn't see him, I was like, Oh geez, I hope he didn't pass. And so I was like, on the one hand, I didn't want to ask them, but on the other hand, I at least wanted to ask because I, I figured I, I knew what happened because if I wasn't seeing him at all and I didn't think they kept him in the house you know, was keeping him in the house. And so, you know, I did ask and they said, yeah, you know, um, they had to put him down because, you know, apparently he had a tumor in his mouth that had burst. And so that was so sad because I was very upset about that because I was like, wow, he's gone, you know, just as, you know, cause I would really purposely look for him. I would say hi to him. I would go and pet him, you know, um, and so to, for him to just be gone, was like wow and as i said he's been around for years you know and years and years and so i was like and so what i was upset about was that just and i i know it didn't hit me this way when i was younger when you're younger you move on quickly but as you get older you realize like you know even our pet rat he was a part of my everyday routine I would, you know, when I'm eating and I had green beans, I would take a green bean to him. If I'm giving the children banana or something, I'll cut off the tip and go give it to him. So he was a part of my everyday life. I would go and give him, you know, a carrot or be like, oh, he'd like this. And I'll go and take it up to him, you know, and everything like that. Um, and so it was like, you know, he's no longer here. I mean, I still catch myself like, oh, a green bean, let me. And then I realize, wait, he's not here anymore. And so... I just was really upset because it was like, and then it's like, life doesn't stop, you know, that's another thing, life doesn't stop, you know, you could be going through the most horrible thing ever and you still have to show up, whether you have to show up for a job, whether you have to show up for your family, you still have to show up, (laughs) show up for yourself, (laughs) you may want to just lay in a bed there and just be like, give me a week to just lay here you know, and, but no, you know, and I actually was listening to a message by Stephanie EK from, um, one church, you can find them online. Um, and she was talking about that very thing about how, you know, the same thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, there's still a, and there's still a demand on your anointing. That's what she was talking about. Um, You know even though these different things are happening because she was referencing when jesus found out that his cousin john had been beheaded and then he went away to be by himself but the crowds followed him and he saw them and he felt compassion and so he you know started to heal their sick and everything even though he was in the midst of you know um you know dealing with this news that you know john had been beheaded and so you know, wanted to get away to himself and just have a moment to process that and to feel the emotions, he couldn't even fully do that, you know, and so that's what I, you know, and so that's the place that I was in, and I decided to journal about it, because at at first I was like, yeah, I don't want to really, because it's like, you can like really go to the far end with that, and it's really like a down feeling that I was having about it, like, is this, you know, what life is, because you just feel like you just have to constantly just keep going. You know, you don't have a moment to be able to stop and just say, just give me, you know, some time to just like, just everything stop. <laughs> everything stop for like a week. <laughs> and let me just be, sit here and process and not have to do anything or deal with anything or, um, you know, show up for anyone. And But that's not what life is and that's not reality. And so um, that's where I was with that because, I mean, I was, like, really feeling, like, down about it, and, um, so that's one thing that I, once I did that, it's not like I immediately felt that or anything, because I still feel, you know, you know, but then you process it, and the thing about processing it, whether you talk to someone or just, you know, journal it or whatever, is at least you get it out, you don't bottle bottle it in, you get it out, and you're able to, whether or not there's a solution, you're able to move forward knowing that you have at least released that out of you and you didn't keep it inside of you. So there is something to be said about that, to process your emotions, process your disappointment, process your sadness, process your grief. And even though it may not just be a one-time processing, to continue to process it if you need to and that some point you have to say okay I can't sit here in that continuously I do have to move on I can't be in these feelings and constantly it's like people listening to sad songs and then the sad songs make them cry and they're thinking about the breakup and they constantly do that so you're constantly back in that same place it draws you back into that same place instead of you being able to move on and uh, move forward um because there is a point where you do have to move forward. You can't stay stuck in that place. But give yourself the, the space and the grace to to do it, to process it, to be able to be like, I need to, to be here right now. And don't try to rush it and say, oh, and everybody's like, oh, you should do this, or oh, you should do that, or whatever. It's like, um, you know, give yourself permission that this is where I need to be right now. I need to sit here in my grief right now. <laughs> I need to, and that's, something that I have been doing. It's like my house is in ridiculous, ridiculous array. I mean, and it is bothering me. And, but, you know, I, am I going to sit here and be like, you know what? Let me take two days and just clean straight. No, because I have so much other things that I have to do. And not only that, but I had intended to take two years sabbatical from working and I did start to do that. And then, you know, I had to go back into working. A client of mine, um, it wasn't working out with, you know, uh, the next, um, person that she, uh, that was in place. And so I came back in to help her. And then the other, um, uh, client that I had moved on from, you know, this, once again, the solution or the person that took that place it wasn't working out and so um, I I stepped back in I chose to step back in there and so it's like my intention was to take two years beyond the finalization to just be to just process to just create new rhythms create you know um new spaces within me or within the household to get things on the track where I have been wanting them to be, but it couldn't be because us being involved with, you know, these processes, um, with the adoptions and everything that I've been involved in for the past six years. Um, so there's a limit to how much you can do and stuff like that and how you know, I just have to be a certain way when I'm dealing with that stuff. Um and so to finally be free of all of that and to be like, okay, I'm free. I'm done. Number one, take a moment to rest. Like after you run a marathon, it's not like you're like, okay, let me jump in the next thing. You know, you take time to rest your body, you know, and just chill and then, okay, now let's move on to the next thing. So that's what I was, you know, um, doing. But as I said, that happened in the midst of having to take back up these other things. And so I find myself like, okay. Because my intention during the two years was to, as I said, reestablish some things in my, with my family, with my kids and just different things like that. And for myself, because it's not that I'm going back to where I was before this all happened. I mean, with, you know, the adoptions and everything, I'm not going back to that life because I have five kids now, you know? And so it's like, okay, this is who I have to be now and what do I need to put in place to sustain that? What do I need it to put in place to support that? What do we need to be involved in or not be involved in? I'll give an example. So my youngest has, you know, uh, has a disability diagnosis. She requires one-on-one care 24-7. So she cannot do anything for herself currently, not even feed herself or anything like that, not even hold herself up or entertain herself or anything. Like, you know, you. she requires, you know, you know, just everything and so um but she is breathing. so thank you jesus she breathes on her own (laughs) you know and stuff um so um so it's like so when we do certain things she cannot participate in that way but it's important for me for her to be there because she's part of the family i this i told them i did not want nursing care for her that I would, you know, be the one to take care of her, her, you know, everyday needs. And so that's what I've been doing. So I'm the nurse, I'm nurse and mom, (laughs) you know, and so it's like, so it's important for me for her to be with us wherever we go. And because she's part of the family, I'm not going to leave her behind. But in doing that, you know, there are certain restrictions. Like if I take, I signed us up for the Y, for the YMCA pool. And, but when we go, Um, and she had picked up something. I don't know what, because none other of us, wherever she has been, we have been, we, you know, and nobody else picked up anything, but she did. She ended up in a hospital that caused a whole situation. I'm going to talk about that in another podcast as far as that, you know, uh, that, what that process, um, some gems (laughs) from that process there. Um, and so I decided that, you know, I wasn't going to put her in the pool this season, Um, But that means that I have to be with her. I can't go in the water with the other children. So, and then there was a young lady that was a mother's helper that I figured that I could have her do it, but then she wasn't available anymore. And so it's like, (sighs) then I got, you know, season passes to Dorney Park because I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. Dorney Park is like an hour away from us, hour and 15 minutes away from us. And I'm like, that'd be so great because we can go and... We can, you know, go on the rides and stuff like that. Um, and that's what I actually wanted the mother help her to help, mother's helper to help me with, to stay with um, Noah so that I can go on the rides with the, the bigger kids. Um, because they're not really at a point. Sometimes they, you know, where they're like, oh, let me just go on. Because all of them, they're under eight. And so it's like, you know, I want to send them on. When I did do that, when we went to a carnival, that was not too far from us you know they you know we're a little apprehensive and a little scared you know so it's like I prefer to go on with them not only that but for us to be able to enjoy it you know as a family same with the pool I want to go in and you know experience that with them not just okay you go and I'm standing out here but to be involved in the experience to be involved in the activity with them and not have to stay out you know Um, and so since the mother's helper thing didn't work out it was like, okay, what can we do? Because yes, I can, we can go and I can be like, okay, go on the ride or whatever. But I'm like, that's not what I'm wanting to build here. One of my things is, you know, reestablishing the dynamics of the family, doing things together as a family, not just physically being together, but doing things together like board games and, you know, quality, you know, time, just doing things together together. Type of a thing not just because we're together but purposefully like let's sit and you know play this game let me teach you this game let's sit and color let's sit and you know play with this let's sit and you know do this and be able to be involved in in, in it with them and so um so i was like wow because we i renewed our thing in june beginning of June and we went once you heard me right I started us back in June I think around June 3rd and it is July 22nd and we have only been to the pool once so I have paid for two months and we have only been there once so I was trying to determine should I put it on hold because I don't want the same thing to happen as last year where I paid for four months and we only went like three times so I'm like what you know and then I'm like you know what we have a, I got a sprinkler thing out to put out in the front yard for them because if we, you know, weren't going to the pool, cause it takes a lot to pack up to go to the pool too. Like all five kids, I got bags for them so that they're, you know, their flotation device and their towel and their swimsuit and their water shoes can be in there and they can carry their bags themselves. So that's five different bags, including mine. So that's six bags I had to pack you know, and it's like and they're towels and so it's like it's a whole thing. Okay, put your bathing suit on, make sure you use the bathroom and then everybody put the bathing suit on. Okay, let's get in the car. Okay, now let's go. In. It's a whole thing to load everybody up and to take them to the pool. And we usually don't stay there more than an hour. And so it's like what can we do at home to get out and do something fun in the water? So I got the sprinkle pad. And I'm like, if we aren't going to go to the, you know, pool and it's like, I could just, we can just go outside, use a sprinkle pad, come back in. It's not a whole trip, a whole debacle, you know, then they can go change their clothes and go get involved in something else. Um, I don't have to be like, oh, okay. I have to make sure that Noah's, you know, fed and that she isn't, you know, wanting to get ready to go for a nap time because then she's going to be whining. And so it's a whole thing, you know, so it's like. Um, Because then If we go in the cooler time Which is in the evening They close at 7 The pool closes at 7 So that means We have to get there by 6 For them to be in there for an hour But then By the time It's almost time for Noah To go down for her bedtime She gets grumpy sometimes And will start wailing Because she wants to go in her bed And go to sleep And she don't want to fall asleep In the shower She don't want to fall asleep Anywhere but in her bed (laughs) So it's like so I remember the, the one time we went I'm looking at the clock like okay I don't want her to start whining and all of that so I'm like oh you know so I'm looking at it to, you know so it's like this whole thing so then I was like you know what there are blow-up pools I can get one of those and let's see how that works so I was able to find one on Facebook marketplace because that's my place to go I ain't pay full price for what <laughs> And there was a lady that was selling one and a sprinkle pad and a slip and slide. I was like, oh, that's cool. I remember slip and slides from when I was younger. I mean, I never been on one, but I remember them on TV when they first came out. And so it was like, oh, that's cool. And it was only $30. I'm like, yes. So we got the pool. We got the slip and slide. We got the sprinkle pad. And because for some reason, the sprinkle pad that we had split and split at one of the seams. So I had to replace it anyway. And so it's like, we're going to do this and see how that goes. So I want to put either I'm going to, so I'm thinking, should I put our thing on hold or should I just cancel it? And then the same with Dorney Park, it's like, okay, either I, well, I already paid for mine and paid for my oldest. And so the others got kinder passes, which were free, but I'm like, okay, if we at least go once a month for the next three months, like I wanted to go in June, July, August, September. And that would have more than paid for what I put out, like more than paid for that. And so I'm like, but we haven't gone for June and we haven't gone for July yet. So I'm like, if we can at least go in July, go in August and go in September, and they might still be open in October. I'm not sure, but at least we would get there, you know, July, August, September. We would at least get there three times. And if they're still open in October and it's not too cold, we can go then too but at least we'll get three months July August September if we go at least once a month so um, so that's what I'm contemplating because I was like either that or just just leave it be the money's gone and just because it's like I can't take Noah on the rides and if I don't have somebody to stand with her then I can't go on the rides with the other kids so it's like so what I had intended wasn't working out and so it's like okay how do we need to like you know reconfigure this either we just don't do dorney right now or we do it a different way and so that's what i'm in the midst of deciding and it's just things like that having to decide and not be so bent on one thing being able to pivot and say okay this isn't working like that Um, this is how I wanted it to work. I had my son join a choir. I, my intention of it was, it was originally for my oldest to do, but, um, my son was, you know, like singing and stuff. So I was like, okay, you can do it. But my intention was for them to sing, you know, worship or praise songs. I mean, I don't mind secular songs as long as the words are, you know, not questionable, but that shouldn't be all the music. And so... I had determined that okay, we're gonna do it, but one of the songs I did not I did not like at all. So I had originally told him I'm like, Well I'm gonna excuse him from singing that song. And then I realized all of the songs were secular. And so I'm like, Why are all of the songs secular? There's no praise songs, no worship songs. Like why is that happening? Like, why is that happening? And so I was like, you know what? My originally, my original intent was to, my original intent was for them to sing songs about God, you know, songs about relationship with God. And all they're singing is secular songs that mention nothing about God, mention nothing about Jesus. So I turned around and I had to say, you know what? Where I'm gonna have to excuse my family part from participating and this, and this is an event that's happening in a church. So the fact that you don't have any songs talking about God, any songs talking about Jesus, I have a problem with that. And so I had to, you know, so we went the once and then I had to tell my son, you know, we're not gonna do it because this is why. But what we can do is we can, you know, pick some songs and we can, you know, sing them together at home because I have more than enough kids that we can do that and we can have our own little choir going or we can do little skits and stuff like that, Um, you know, so that's another, you know, pivot. And I felt a little bad about it because I'm like, these people probably think I'm crazy. Because first I was like, no, we're not going to do it. I'm like, well, can we, you know, come and watch and, you know, so I can kind of determine what I'm comfortable with or not. Because one of my, my main thing was, you know, the the proximity of the children, all the children are going to be like right up together. And we still social distance, you know, I don't know where these kids been, (laughs) you know, so, um, so that's what I mean it's like sometimes you may decide to do something and that's the the where I am like okay this is an idea that I have that I think would be good but then you get ready to implement it or you implement it and you realize no actually that's not going to work because even when we were sitting there it's like okay all of us sitting here we're watching and then Noah's, you know making her little noises you know and stuff you know and bored with probably just sitting there (laughs) and it's like wow you know right now this is probably not the best thing for us to be doing and I also need to go back to what my intention was for these next couple years next two to three years which is really just more internal focused you know more internal focused there were some things that kind of went on the wayside that I didn't intend for it to be on the wayside, things that are of utmost importance um, in my household that kind of had to be put on the back burner. The priority of it had to be put on the back burner because of walking through, you know, these adoption processes and this last one and, and the mental and emotional toll and, you know, and everything that it took to be dealing with that. So my capacity was lowered quite a lot that took really most of my capacity was going to dealing with that and everything else was just on survival mode like okay base survival mode (laughs) you know and when I say that it means like you know you it's like okay everybody fed everybody have a roof over their head everybody clean okay (laughs) type of a thing where my intention is for our family life to be more than that um but I do have to did have to realize that the past few years has taken a whole a toll on me you know not just you know physically but mentally emotionally and it did change some things you know it changed some things. so I have to you know redefine certain things and process certain things and move forward from certain things and in some ways it's like I'm not really sure how to do that and when i say that i don't mean like i have no clue i mean like i am figuring out and walking through the best ways to do that i have been trying to get a cleaner to come clean my house but nobody cleans it you know like i i don't know what type of cleaning definition these people have a pair but no And so it's like, okay, so now it's like I can't just like with the mother's help or now, you know, I can't find somebody to clean the way I want to clean, but the house need to be clean, you know? So now I have to step in and do it. So it's like, you know, just that's what I mean. It's like, so now I have to make room for that in addition to the other things, because I wanted to be able to focus my time on these things and delegate that to someone else But I don't have anybody else to delegate that to. So I have to do it and I have to take it on, And so, you know, it's just a whole thing. It is almost the end of July. I have not switched my children's wardrobes over yet. Usually at, you know, the beginning of spring, I will get, because I, you know, they have drawers, but it only holds so much. So I will get their, you know, warm weather clothes and switch out with their cold weather clothes, like, you know, their house clothes. And so, um... I haven't even done that yet. I mean, I pulled stuff out from their drawers, but their cold weather stuff is still in the drawers <laughs> and I have their warm weather stuff in bags and I'll go in the bags and take them. So it's like, so I haven't even done that. And so it's like, as I said, and then taking back on those two clients, it's like, oh my goodness. So it's like now needing to make room for that. and I mean, so it's not happening the way that I intended, you know? And so now it's like, okay, I need to set up boundaries, you know, regarding the clients. These are the days that I'm gonna work, these are the days that I'm not working, this, you know, cleaning this, you know, this is how I'm gonna to have to do that, you know, and figuring out now with these additional things how I'm going to maneuver. When I didn't even figure out yet, weren't wasn't able to fully step into to figure out how to maneuver with those things out of the way. So it's like <sighs> it's it, it can, it's like wow a lot of drama a lot of drama <laughs> and then my youngest she was you know feeding by herself and then when she you know picked up whatever she picked up you know now she's back she's on an ng tube so she's been being fed um enteral via you know enteral feedings not by mouth and so I had to decide, well, are we going to get back to her feet in my mouth or, or do I want to put back in the G-tube and sit and ponder that? And I decided to put back in the G-tube just because of her motility has not improved to the point where, to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, doing this. Like, she's still not sitting up on her own. She, you know, doesn't, you know, even lift her hands to try to hold, you know, the cup, you know, or anything like that um, and stuff. So I, I really am doing all the work of her where I was doing all the work of her eating on her own. She wasn't doing, you know, any of it other than sucking, <laughs> you know. And even that, like sometimes a straw wouldn't be in the right place and I would have to reach in her mouth to put the straw in the right place. So I'm like, yeah, if I'm doing all of the work in that, then, then yeah, we need to put a G2 back in. And then that way, because she's on a feed, then I could be doing something else. And at least I know she's getting her nutrition. She's getting adequate you know, um, nourishment and gaining and so that was a whole thing for the past over a year, you know, making sure she's gaining weight and she's getting the right calorie amount of calories because she only would eat so much. And so, you know, it's like it takes all of that out of the equation. So it's like you may have to reassess where you're putting your energy, where you're putting your attention, where you're putting your time and be like, okay, let's see if this works and let's see what element of that doesn't work that we need to switch. So that's where I'm at now and having to do that with all these other things external because that's what I wanted to have a sabbatical so I can just deal with internal. But now I'm dealing with internal and external again. And so just like, you know, yeah. (sighs) The seasons of life, the seasons of life. (laughs) The seasons of life. And so that's where I have been these past couple months. <laughs> but, and then I've been wanting to record for like over a month now. And it's like just all the different things. Like she was in the hospital for like a, over a week. And then that, so as I said, that's a whole thing that I'll go into in another podcast because I had to remove her from the one hospital to put her in another hospital. And, You know, it was just a whole thing, man, a whole thing. But God has been faithful. God has been faithful. So I'm going to end this right here so I can attend to what she's going on with over there. She's on a feed right now and has come off her pillow again. (laughs) So I'll talk to you next time.